0: We have the blessing, privilege, and honor to be at Big John's for this live episode. And he is uh, showing us great hospitality here in the South of America. And we're all about Christ first. So we're going to do some things here. If you haven't followed his channel, it's at uh, Big John Tresh. And um, he's a music producer, a Christian music producer. And We're going to maybe work on a couple songs while we're here this weekend. And today we're doing this uh, live episode. I'll let John tell a little bit about himself uh, before we get into today's episode.
1: Well, uh, I'm Big John. Uh, I make music. Uh, I, you know, write it, compose it, do all of it. I got three albums out right now, and I'm actually just starting to work on my fourth album now. Uh, And uh, it's all Christian faith-based music rooted in the Bible. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I do several different genres. Uh, Like uh, most of it's like a a hip hop, uh, like a rock mix. Uh, So if you're into that, you can check it out Uh, if that's not what you're into you can support it in other ways uh, by sharing it with somebody that you think you might, who, who might like it.
0: Yeah, I'm a fan. And so I've, I've always been sort of inclined to the unknown, the underdog, I guess, someone who doesn't fall into the mainstream category and we cross paths on gab.com initially, yeah. initially. And then I checked out his work and i and I became a fan and then we became friends after that, and then here we are today. Yeah, you're sitting, you're uh-huh. sitting in my studio. So. Yeah, sitting at the at his house and in his studio. So, um it's all the Lord. We give all credit to our Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, for this uh, friendship that has budded um, from the work that He's called each one of us to. And like I've said many times, that the will of God for each of our lives is as unique as our fingerprints. So. Uh, and I was telling him as he was kind of working on a song even yesterday and I was sitting here, my mind does not conceive how to put together a song. I, I could not develop a melody, a harmony, anything of that nature, but it's a gift that he has and it's a gift that I don't have. But yet our gifts are similar in that we paint pictures and I paint pictures with words and with preaching. And that's why we've collaborated and I'm three songs. Yep. Man. Three songs where I didn't sing or do anything like that. I just preached or I recited a portion of scripture. And so we work together in that format and it's, uh, it's been encouraging. And it's been blessing. So today we're going to work together on this live episode, which is number 155 of uh, this year. So we're going to start off with prayer and we're going to look, be looking at our scripture reading. And then we're just going to kind of banter a little bit back and forth on on how wherever the Lord leads us. So let's go. Ahead, let's go ahead and pray, uh, Father. We are constantly being pulled to the left and to the right by demonic forces. May it not be so. May we be pulled solely to you by your blessed and holy Spirit. May we continually look up to your blessed and holy Son, who is the giver of life. Hope and peace. May you sit here with us, Lord, and may you deal with our hearts and our minds, and maybe even someone who scrolls on social media upon this today, may they be touched for your honor, for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Now our testimonies, what I'm learning over the years is that our testimonies in Christ will speak the word of God to others. And that's why I stress the importance of finding your gifts and your abilities, which will may look nothing like mine. I mean, God has developed me and shaped me and molded me over the years to be the man that he has called to, called me to be. I preach the word of God, not only from the word of God in the ink, but that in itself is nothing unless the spirit of God speaks to you and I, unless he opens the doors to that knowledge that's behind that ink. And a lot of times that knowledge is expressed through our testimonies and how we exercise the gift that God has given to you and I. We read in 2 Corinthians 3, 3, for as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart, so here we see that you and I will not always speak the same, but we speak of the same one, the same spirit, the same God, and that is the God that you and I fellowship, Big John with that's the God who brought us together and to be able to appreciate one another's uh, work Um, because you started tuning into gospel podcast. uh, When you, when you, when you start looking into what I was doing as well, at the same time I was looking in your work.
1: Yeah. Well, actually uh, it was, I, I got into your, uh, your group, uh, uh, the gospel group on uh, Gab and I started uh, sharing my, my music in, in that group. And, and then one day you sent me, you just sent me a link, uh, in the messaging, uh, in Messenger on, 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 Gab, uh, with a link to it. And I, uh, went and I listened to it and I was like, okay. And I didn't know, uh, that you were the, the owner of the group that, that you were the one who set it up, mm-hmm. but I was just listening to it. Uh, and that was the first time I heard your podcast. And then you mentioned, uh, the song that I just posted in there that morning uh, of uh, "People of America," mm. and, and and yeah, and then you had uh, my uh, my song uh, uh, "Warrior for Christ."
0: Yes, you definitely. played
1: that in in that episode, and then I was like, "Hey, this is cool," because I, I remember whenever you first said it, then I was like, "I was like, babe, 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 he, he just mentioned me in his podcast. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And so then I was like, this is cool. And then it just started uh, going from there. And then, uh, and then I, I sent you that text. You said Christ supremacist. And I was like, Christ supremacist. That's, that's awesome. And then he was like, maybe a song out of that. And I was like, yeah. And then I started putting it together and I, texted you back uh, i sent you a message back saying that you know that i started working on it and i was almost done and he was like oh cool if you need me to feature you I, I can do it preacher feature i was like i was like yeah why not let's do it yeah. and then that was the first song that we did was christ supremacist
0: yeah christ supremacist so if you get a chance uh, listen to the you know warrior of christ uh, christ supremacist but we've got a couple of songs. I mean, he's got a, what? how many albums now? Three. Yeah, three albums out. So Big John, you can find him on YouTube. But what I want to highlight the most out of all of this, as we look at these fleshly tables of heart that speak the love of Christ, that's exactly what was occurring because I had commented on your work, your kingdom work, and just sent you a message where I mentioned it in the the I never talked to you before but no. I mentioned you in the podcast and see that reaction that reaction was like you went to your wife and you were praising God like wow someone mentioned my work and you know <laughs> in their podcast and yeah and so it's these little interactions on social media that ought to be had um as we encourage each other that's edifying one another in our gifts i I really believe that's when the fleshly heart speaks that doesn't require any ink. It just requires a little bit of effort on your part to take the time to care about somebody else and to encourage them in their work. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked about, um, TikTok, all of the fighting that's on TikTok all of the time and, um, how people are thrown into a single pool, but instead of encouraging each other, Based uh, on their gifts, there's a lot of people that are taking uh, hits at one another, firing at. what I call them snipers.
1: Yeah, like like with my music, I get people like Christians that they say they're Christians, just like, well, the message that's fine, but you know the the drums, the electronic music, that's all satanic, and you shouldn't be doing it. And I'm like, where in the Bible does it say it's satanic? Like where where does that come from? That's just That's just a human thing that that developed like from somebody who just didn't like it. And like, no, it's not how it is because the spirit speaks to me and 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 is telling me what I'm doing is good. And it says you use all things to praise God.
0: Yeah, all symbols, all All symbols, all whatever, everything
1: of your whole being and and use it to praise God. Mm. And if if it even tells you in the Bible, God will take the tools that satan uses and it will use it against him like that that's what i do is i take the stuff that are the 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 music that is out in the world with 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 those beats and 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 all that stuff that people are accustomed to but i take that and i use it to praise god
0: And there's even a verse that talks about that. It says that whether you eat, whether you drink, wh- whatever soever you do, do it as unto the Lord. And that's really the spiritual measuring stick is, is, are you doing what you're doing for the Lord? And for really to fulfill the great commandment, which is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind and strength and to love our neighbor as ourself. And I think that it's that basis of love. That's even brought us to the point today where we're able to sit in the same room, even though we live what fourteen hours apart, but yet here today we're sitting in the same room based on that love uh, our love, our mutual love for Christ to Christ our Lord, Amen. I mean that would cause a man to show hospitality to another man that he's never met, and I think this is what people. Are ultimately longing for. They're longing for not just someone who can speak, you know, all the time, but someone who could actually interact and and be part of someone's life. and And I think that's where the work really is. It's easy to just run our mouths, I suppose, but to actually be concerned about somebody else, that's where that fleshly heart begins to speak beyond just the ink. That ink becomes alive. In our lives, you know. And so, I, what I say is this: is that it's all Christ, my friends. If you're tuning in today, if you're scrolling by, it's all Christ. And I told Big John that I'm just a passenger on the bus. I'm looking out the windows, enjoying the view. Speaking of view, we got to go out in his backyard. He got a great garden going back there. So, my
1: wife has a great garden going <laughs> back there. <laughs>
0: yes, and she's a great host. And she's been such a blessing uh, to us uh, so far. And they have a beautiful young daughter who's just smiling and she's singing away and jumping around and just having a good old time. And a two-year-old reminds me of our granddaughter back home. But, you know, we definitely have to give all glory to God. We read in 2 Corinthians 3, 5, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God it's uh, it's all of the lord um my friends we must give him credit in all things he must have preeminence in all things that's why we we're living by the motto of Christ first uh, big john started a group on gab.com called Christ first music um that's really become our ethos and and way of life and way of thinking in this community that continues to grow and the message that we're preaching as we go on this gospel journey road journey, which is going to consist probably 5,000 miles or so. Mm. And uh, and this, and speaking of buses, I'm not in a bus, but I'm in a Chevy Sonic (laughs) on this little (laughs) Chevy Sonic on this road trip. And we just pulled in yesterday, about 30 minutes out from big John to visit another friend, a longtime friend that we met a couple decades ago, my wife's friend. And I was going to drop her off and then come over to Big John's and spend some time um, here while she spent some time there and then link up later in the evening, which we end up doing. But when I got there, I got out of the car and it the doors locked the cars possessed (laughs) (laughs) and the doors locked on me with the keys inside of it. And so I thought I was I played around with it, got a coat hanger and tried to unlock it. and I. I sent Big John and said, it looks like I'm not going to be there for a while, and I might need a locksmith. He's like, well, my stepfather's a locksmith, and so he was going to link me up with him, but he was already on a job. And so I said, well, if you want to come pick me up, you can come pick me up. We'll wait for the locksmith, but Big John got out there, and he got a hold of that, that hanger, and I just got to praying. I said, Lord, you can open this thing, no doubt, and he was fiddling around. I walked away. It was he was messing around for about ten minutes. I just walked away for a minute, and the next thing I know, I hear Taryn, and and uh, he had <laughs> opened the door. Don't ask me how, because it surely was a miracle the way the the lock was, and what you know, you had to p- apply precise pressure with that hanger, and I don't know how he did it, but he did it, and we praise God. Um, that he did it, and, and it just goes back to that, to that sufficiency. All of our sufficiency is of the Lord, and, um, and, uh, um, and I'm just thankful that he has linked us, uh, uh, together, uh, today. So, yeah. amen. 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 <laughs> amen. But, anyways, so we're, we're continuing to, to, to read on, and I just wanted to make a point because we were talking this morning a little bit that, We've made this rendezvous has come together, this uh, brotherly uh, fellowship of, of our families and him opening his house up at hospitality. He did not base his decision on conditions pertaining to religious or denominational talking points. He didn't say, hey, before you can come to my house, I want to know what translation of the Bible you read from. He didn't say well, what do you believe concerning the pre-tribulation, the the rapture? He didn't say, what day do you worship on? None of these things were conditions of our fellowship. The only condition that we had was Jesus Christ. Amen to that. Christ first. Christ first. And yet we're, we're able to fellowship on these things. And this is what people are looking for. They're looking for this type of fellowship. They're not you know, desiring to be arguing about every single point. Uh, Doctor, now, I I don't have any problems. If someone wants to debate uh, these points, I will be, I I sit down and will respectfully debate these points based on the knowledge that you have gained. I I will discuss these things, but I'm not going to condition whether or not that I am going to love you as my neighbor uh, based on these things. And if, the, if these were conditions, think about the Samaritan that was on the, uh, the road that was left destitute, beaten up. And the, you know, the good Samaritan came around and, and helped out a enemy, mm. an enemy of Christ. He didn't put, he didn't say, Oh, you're a Jew and, Oh, you're a Samaritan or the Jew didn't say to the Samaritan, Oh, you can't help me. You're a, you're a stinking Samaritan dog. There's no conditions on that. It was this based on general general humanity christian uh, ethics and love and this is i i think that's what we're going to be ultimately uh, judged on those who obey and seek to do the great commandment and it's when we do these things when we do not bow to man that and we bow to God and we were talking a little bit about that this morning, too, because I had made a comment on a preacher on TikTok, by the way, uh, his name is Eli Yoder, a truck driver preacher. And he had a comment where he had to make a, a decision in his life concerning the Amish, whether he was going to stick with them or break away. And I had commented, I said, you know what, the Lord draws a line in the sand of every man's life and he's going to ask you. Is your loyalty with man or is it with me? And you're going to have to make that decision based on the free will that God has given us. And and I've had to make that decision uh, in my life concerning denominations that I've been part of. And guess what? You're you're not going to become popular for this. But I tell you this. I have freedom. I have freedom. I have freedom in Christ.
1: Amen. Uh, (laughs) Freedom in Christ. You know. I see a lot of comments coming in here, you know, just like trying to mock us and, and all that. Hey, you do not understand. I've been there where you're at. I've been on the other side. I've mocked. I've done all that. You do not, you do not understand the power of Christ because once he works in your life, you're going to be changed forever. Man. And I'll tell you, it's something that you'll never find in a book, you'll never find from another man, you'll only find it from the Spirit, when you're chosen, when you seek God, when you seek Christ, and you accept Him, and you open your heart, you'll you'll see the truth, they'll open your eyes, so you can sit there, and you can mock all you want, It doesn't matter. You're, all you're doing is, is wasting energy typing with your thumbs or however you're typing because you're not affecting nobody over here. No, as as a matter of fact, I mean, I, I find it comical. I find it comical. Well, as I, as I, as I grow
0: in, uh, yeah, comical and as I grow in my faith with the Lord. I actually feel sorry for those yes, folks. but I feel I,
1: sorry for them. I want to pray for them.
0: Yeah, pray pray, and know that they're searching, because for them to even take the time to troll or to mock this live feed, it says something. I mean, it says more than someone who just blows past it and doesn't say nothing. I think they're actually uh, searching, and I pray. We read Second Corinthians 3, 318, but we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changes to the same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the Lord. And that's that's what you're speaking of. You're speaking mm-hmm. of this transformation that's happened to us as we look into uh, this glass. And we see ourselves for who we really are And the fact that we all fall short. Every single one of us falls short of the glory of God. None of us can measure up to the holiness of God. And the only one that can bridge that gap for where we fall short is Jesus Christ. And so when those people come on here, they are fellow image bearers of God who need the Lord. And like you said, I was the same way. I didn't yeah. understand Christianity. I became a Christian at 18 years old. I wasn't raised in a, a Christian home and I didn't understand it. And because I didn't understand it, I found myself at some times mocking it. Yeah. And
1: for anybody yeah. watching on that, like the comments, we have, we actually have two lives going on, one on mine and one on his. We're just not sharing it since we're in the same room. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I guess we could have, we, we, you know, whether it be feedback loop or not. So we're just doing two lives. So we got comments on one and then I haven't really been getting much comments on mine. They're just hitting you up on yours, but. Just in case you're wondering, like I don't see any of these comments on
0: because right, we got two two phones with two lives going. Right, and then I see a comment from five 1, 15, Nell says, "Faith is great, but organized religion has turned pure evil." Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, and it's, I
1: agree with that.
0: I call it talking points, denominational talking mm-hmm. points, and that's what the what the problem is with the denominational talking points. It's kind of like a instead of working for the kingdom of God, you're working for the kingdoms of men and they put up these walls to be able to not only contain the people that they have, but to keep out um, outsiders that would attempt to take uh, those people away from them. So it's about protecting their kingdoms and not necessarily the kingdom of God. And so that's the reason why you get these organized mafias, these uh, these little cliques within Christianity. And like I said, God's going to draw a line in your life at some point. You may get milk fed by these organizations and they have their purpose for a period of time and God may even use them in your life. But there's going to be a time where that line's going to be drawn in the sand. And then God's going to say, is your loyalty to these talking points in your denominations and, and all these types, all these religious, all this religious dogma? Or is it with the word of God? And you got to make that decision yourself. And it's all going to the decision's going to be based on who you love the most. Do you love your denomination more than you love Christ? All I know is this is your denomination is going to find itself in ashes one day. But the word of God endures forever. Exactly. I am going to be in ashes one day. But the Christ that I preach to you will Never be in ashes, because that's where our victory is is found. And when I die, I may be forgotten after a short period of time, but the Christ I preach to you will never be forgotten. And it's you to him, It's to him I point you to. I do not point you to Big John. I don't point you to myself. I don't point you to a particular uh, denomination. I point you to Jesus Christ and the word of God. We read in Isaiah 57, 1, the righteous perish, perisheth, and no man layeth to heart, and merciful men are taken away, none considering that the righteous is taken away from the evil to come. So here we see that the plain truth is that judgment is coming. It may not be my business necessarily to judge you or to judge anybody else. I do my best to judge my own self. I just preach of the judgment to come. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, And and, that, and that's something else that when, when you call out something, people are like, oh, don't, you shouldn't judge. Like, I'm not the one. I'm not judging you on what you're doing is wrong or not. I'm telling you what God says is wrong. That's all that I'm doing. I'm just saying if I see you doing something wrong, like God says that's wrong. I don't judge me. That's not coming from my standing from my judgment because I'm a sinner just like you are. And, and there's a lot of things that I have to change in, in my life that I'm still working on. So I'm not looking down at my nose on anybody. But where it stems from is, look, that's wrong. God says it's wrong, so it's wrong. It's not coming from my judgment. And a lot of people get that confused. They think you that you're judging and I'm not judging. I'm just telling you that that's wrong because God says it's wrong.
0: And that's just simply how it is. What what we tend to do sometimes is that we reached a certain discipline within our faith. And then we want to judge others based on their uh, based on them falling short of where we stand uh, before God. And we're we're not the spiritual uh, measuring stick at all. And because we're seen, we're the flesh and we read in. Second Corinthians 4.18, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So that's where we go back to this keeping our eyes on Jesus Christ and him alone and not man.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Not no preacher, not no uh, religious. Political
1: figure or anything.
0: And we're working on. I'm uh, I'm
1: actually working on a song called Political Political Gods. Gods. (laughs)
0: like bow Mm -hmm. to your political gods. Right. Oh, yeah. And so he's got that song coming out, and I'm pretty excited about that one. And But it's not looking at these things. It's not about a political messiah. It's not about a political savior. And that's why I entitled this episode, number 155, Left and Right, because we find ourselves being pulled to the left and right instead of up. On a daily basis, social media does it to us every single day. And I mm-hmm. believe that if you look at this verse here in verse 18, it's not about looking what's in our news feed, it's about looking to looking up and looking to the Word of God who rises above these news feeds. The news feeds of social media will depress you. You will not find any peace or hope in it. And this is why it's important that we look to the Word of God and that we apply the Bible every single day because this is where we find ourselves renewed. Second Corinthians 4.16, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. This is where we find this renewal, and this has really become the ethos of Gospel, my podcast. We find this in the fourth chapter of Second Corinthians 1 through 5. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we will faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them, for we preach not ourselves but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus Christ, but there's nothing to really gain from what we're doing today, uh but the joy of the Lord, and that's what i i I get from it. How about yourself? Um, is it encouraging to you to be able to talk about these things, Big John? Oh, definitely. Like the the fellowship
1: that you and I gained over the last, like what um, I would say we first months. started. No, it's been longer than that. Like from I would say since the since July of last year, it's been almost not quite a year since we started talking to each other. And then we've developed a, a, a pretty good friendship. Uh, I feel, uh, you know, having you here now, I
0: mean, it's just, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, but none of it was based on a political no, not, ideology. No. It was See, nothing of the left ideology. It was nothing of the right I- ideology. And here we read in Proverbs four twenty seven: turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and and like I like, uh, when I hear when when I first started listening to it, you know you you opened my eyes on a lot of stuff with the with the political uh, stuff you know like because I'm you know I, I'm 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 I was a big huge Trump supporter I, I still don't mind you know I, I will probably. Depending on what's going on, like I voted for Trump. I may vote for him again. I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not looking at Trump like I used to in the sense of, Oh, he's going to save America because he can't. He's not, he's not a savior. There's nothing that he is going to do that is going to change anything in this country. Nothing's going to change. If, if people, the people that's doing the voting needs to change. The, the people who who, who views uh, policy, when, when you go in there and you're like, well, I'm going to vote for this person because they got an R next to their name, or I'm going to vote for this person because they got a D next to their name. No, no matter what, what party they're in, it don't matter. They're, they're both two sides of the same coin. like it, it, You got your rhinos, you got this, you got that. You got things that you're not going to agree with, things that you are going to agree with. And separating yourself from talking to somebody else because of, of a of a political stance or something is pretty asinine to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, and
1: it, it's like I I started looking more towards Christ and having that renewed heart and voting for policies that reflect the Christian faith and stop glossing over the 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 other things that uh you you know deep down isn't right but you're just going to overlook it because maybe social pressures from your peers or maybe because you just like them or not you know that that that's what needs
0: to change yeah i mean stop being lured to the right hand or to the left the bible makes it clear proverbs again 427 turn not to the right hand nor to the left remove thy foot from evil and uh, speaking of these body parts, the hands the feet, uh, mine are getting older. I know Big John's are getting older. We're talking about the dings and dings that have, uh, have ailed us over the years. But the good news is that we're getting new bodies. And by the way, they will not be misgendered because they are either in Christ <laughs> or they will be burnt. It's one or the other. We are getting new bodies. Second Corinthians five, one through two. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. This is a house that no political messiah or savior is ever going uh, to be able to give us. They may give you a tax break here and there if you're lucky, I suppose, but what can they really give you? No. That's going much of
1: this world is of this world.
0: Exactly. I mean, you're not even guaranteed tomorrow. You're not even guaranteed the rest of today. And
1: and yeah. And, and yeah, and then what like what when, when you go in and you vote, let's say uh enough people vote for Trump this next time. Like what what's what's gonna happen? It, not, nothing has changed from from 2016 till now and what happened. Uh, the 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 same people in the background pulling the strings are still going to be the same people in the background pulling the strings.
0: Yeah, you can't even get elected without millions and millions of dollars. Where do you think? <laughs> where do you think this millions and millions of dollars come from? There's only a small percentage of people who hold this wealth, and so yeah. if it takes that type of money from both sides, where do you think this money comes from?
1: Yeah, and then and then what? Yeah, and then what do you? <laughs> it's just like. Well we and then you're like, oh, it's the lesser of two evils. Well, evil is still evil. Exactly. Evil, e- evil is evil. It, it don't matter. Uh, you're either in Christ or you're not, and that's where I draw that line at. Yeah. And and I'm Christ all the way.
0: Christ first. Christ and, first. And, and then going back to that verse again, Proverbs four twenty seven: Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. It doesn't say choose the lesser of the two evils. It says, remove thy foot from evil. And this is where we get into this talk here in second Corinthians five, seven, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're going to be judged with. We're going to be judged with friends, based on what we did with the faith that God has given us. No matter how great or small it is, you and I will be judged. We will all be judged. And the judgment that you and I want to be found in is the judgment of Christ which is known as the judgment seat of Christ. But if you find yourself at the white throne judgment, then you know you're in trouble. But yet at the same time, all unbelievers will bow before Christ before being mm-hmm. cast into hell. And we read this in verse. Every knee
1: will bow and, and every, every tongue, tongue will confess
0: that Jesus Christ is Lord Amen. regardless. So you might as well do it now. Second Corinthians 5, 10, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. So we will all be—I will be judged based on what I did, good or bad, with the knowledge that God yeah. has entrusted me with, to even the knowledge that I speak we'll to judge you today. In fire.
1: And if it burns yeah. up, then it didn't hold.
0: If if it remains, then you get rewarded. Right, you get your reward. And the question is: Is who are you living for? That's really the question for, are you living for yourself? Or, there's multiple things that you can be living for, but the question is, are you living for Christ?
1: When you wake up in the morning, are you worried? When you think, like, are you like, oh, I got to I gotta look good for, for this or for that, you know? When you wake up in the morning or, or you're going through your day, are you walking through, like, I need to look this certain way? So people will will perceive me in this certain way that I'm Christian. It's not about the looks, what you should be thinking in the way that I think is. What am I going to do today to please God? What am I going to do today to further his kingdom? Not based on how I look or how other people perceive me, but what God wants me to do. How, you know, I don't I don't get on and tell you that I'm doing something. And then whenever nobody's looking, I sit down and I do the opposite. I talk with God. I live my life the way that it says I I have my own battles and I have my own little things that I that I fight with that I continually, continually pray to God about. Please, Father, remove these thoughts from me. Remove these desires from me. I don't like to sit there and dwell on it. And I communicate with God on a daily basis over these things. And it's a war. It's a battle. And it's something that you need to consistently work on every single day. But even to today, I'm not tired of doing it because I want to please Christ. I want to please God.
0: And that's what uh, the Bible speaks of, working out your salvation with trembling and fear. I mean, when you get up every day and you're concerned about your position before Christ. And we read this in 2 Corinthians 5.15, and that he died for all, that they which should live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. And I'll say this, if there is no change in your life, if you do not have these desires, there is no Christ in your life. And we read in 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Amen. I mean, there's a transformation in your life. People know I'm, when I became a Christian at 18, year, 18 years old, I remember, um, coming up to someone at a local store and giving them a piece of literature that shared the gospel with them. And they looked at me and they looked at the gospel literature, but they remembered, me from school, and they laughed and thought I was joking with them. <laughs> they they thought I was literally joking with them. Mm. But, you know, if he had to really think about what he was witnessing, he would say, there is a major change in Andrew's life if he's not joking with me. It <laughs> oh, yeah. to, to cause him to want to share a piece of a Bible or gospel literature with me.
1: Oh, yeah. One of my one of my best friends. We're still really good friends. And uh, you know, I've been trying to, you know, coax them over, uh, talk to him and stuff. But when I first was like, OK, I'm doing this and I had that transformation and I moved over and I started changing my life. Even he told me that his wife was like, John. Really? I would think that he would be the last person. Should become a Christian, like literally, like the last person out. Of everybody that they knew, me. So like, <laughs> like wow, uh, yeah. And then I, I still haven't changed. I haven't went back, and uh,
0: yeah. So because so you, you have a faith, you have a faith that endure, that will endure to the end, because it's the gift of God. And this is the thing, is my friend. You may be like, well, I'm just too far gone. I've just done too many evil things in this life. Uh, There's no hope for me. There's no salvation for me. Well, we read in 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we may be made the righteousness of God in him. So Jesus Christ had died. For Whatever you think that is just too heinous, too low, too sinful to be saved by the Lord, Jesus Christ died for those sins so that you could be made righteous through him by faith. Now, I chose for this sin to be destroyed in my life through Christ. And it's either that sin will be destroyed in the person of Jesus Christ or it will be destroyed in you at that white throne judgment that I spoke to you earlier. I chose Jesus Christ. He transformed my life. Sometimes people ask, well, what is the evidence that Jesus Christ uh, lived and died?" I'm the evidence. Exactly. I'm the evidence to a point that this faith has grasped the whole the heart, my mind and my heart and soul uh, to the point that I would get on the road and want to fellowship with other Christians and be able to speak live on TikTok today. This is the Lord. And the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. He will save all who call upon him in truth and in spirit. We read in Isaiah 59, one through two, behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his hair, his ear heavy that it cannot hear, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. And the only way that God will hear from us or the only way that we will have any relationship with God is If we call upon him to save us through Jesus Christ, because Jesus became sin for us. This way of peace is only found in Christ. In verse 8, Isaiah 59, the way of peace, they know not, and there is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth there and shall not know peace. There is no peace without Christ. Mm -hmm. And you wonder why so many people are on prescription pharmaceutical drugs. Uh, depressants and alcohol and fi- trying to find peace in this world. And it's not found rich and rich people about can't...
1: their genders and uh, want to be a cat or want to be something. And you got all this, these new labels that they want to label everybody and everybody's confused.
0: And I saw a report this recently that amongst our youth. Um, in America and even across the world, that depression and suicide has increased to the to unknown to great levels than yeah. uh, than the past, and you wonder why. And we read here in Isaiah fifty nine nine through ten. Therefore is judgment far from us; neither doth justice overtake us. We wait for light, but behold obscurity for brightness. But we walk in darkness. We grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the night. We are in desolate places as dead men. And I see this really as the moniker and the ethos of America, the antithesis of what I talked about to be the gospel ethos earlier. We read in verse 12 through 13, For our transgressions are multiplied before thee, And our sins testify against us, for our transgressions are with us. And as for our iniquities, we know them in transgressing and lying against the Lord, and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood. And we wonder why truth is subjective today. Yeah, truth is not subjective. It's objective. Objective in Christ. And and I don't know how more objective it can get than when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. And that's in John 14, 6. There is no
1: living by your truth. There is no your truth. There's only truth. And the only truth there is, is in Christ.
0: That's right. And our truth, our truth, our subjective truth only leads to the path of destruction as we see in this country as this country continues to decline based on building on the sand of subjective truth. And it's only going to lead to the wrath of God. And why? It's because this this country and this people have refused God's grace. God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We read Isaiah 59, 17 through 18, for he put on righteousness as a breastplate and the helmet of salvation upon his head. And he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, accordingly, he will repay fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies, to the islands he will repay and recompense. And here we see that the Lord surely is not a pacifist. No, he's not a pacifist. But yet, at the same time, on the on the same flip side of that coin, we know that God is an all loving God. But you look at the other side of that same coin, and we know that God is a God of wrath. It's a question of what side do you want to be a a participant on.
1: Well, the thing is, is what people consider love these days. Is, is not love. Like when you tell somebody, I tell like I've had people tell me like. Well, uh, I don't see the love in you because you don't accept this or you don't accept that. Like when you got a child and and they're doing something wrong, do you discipline them because you love them? Do you talk to them in a certain manner and tell them something because you love them? Or do you just say that you love and let them move on and, and destroy themselves? I mean, where, where, where's your basis in love at? Because I know my love is I'm going to tell you the truth because I love you, regardless of how you're going to take it, how you're going to react. That is no concern to me on how you're going to react to it. I'm going to tell you, you because I love it. you. I don't yeah. sugarcoat it.
0: Yeah.
1: I just put it out there.
0: Yeah. And, and, I, and I tell people all the time, I'm not sugarcoating none of the word of God. Uh, you can do what you want, but I'm going to stand with the Lord. Of uh, Isaiah 59, 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. I know where my strength is. I know where my strength lies. And if you are in Jesus Christ, you are found in the true Zion, the true Jacob In Christ that we read about in verse 20 and the Redeemer shall come to Zion and unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord. I'm not talking about the counterfeit. And that's the problem that we're living in today. Those, there's way too many who have submitted themselves to the terms that have been hijacked to the Antichrist when really they belong to Christians, such as Zion, Jerusalem, Israel, Jacob, all of these terms are are biblical terms referring to the people of God, those who are in Jesus Christ by mm-hmm. faith, who are of the faith seed of Abraham. And in verse 21, it says, as for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord, my spirit that is upon thee, and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, Nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, seed, saith the Lord from henceforth and forever. And it's here that we see a faith that endures to the end. It will not depart from the faith seed of Abraham, those who are in Jesus Christ, those who have surrendered their lives, their minds, their hearts and their souls. Jesus said, you can't be my disciple unless you forsake all that you have. I seen a Mm -hmm. post not too long ago from Elon Musk where he was, where it said something about put down your phone, get outside, and, you know, just uh, get, uh, well, and it had a picture in the meme of Jesus saying it, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, put down your phone and get outside. And I had replied to Elon and I told him, I said, it's a lot more than putting down just your phone Uh, because Jesus said, unless, to be my disciple, unless you forsake all that you have, you cannot be my disciple. And that's really what it boils down to, my friends. Um, we're going to, either we give our all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind to Christ, or we're going to find all of our heart, mind, and soul in the depths of hell. There's, there's, oh, the, God gives us the choice. He didn't create robots. He didn't program us to to reject him or accept him. He gave us that free choice because we can't force anybody to love us. Mm -hmm. You can't force love on nobody. No, you you can take many things from many people. You can steal many things from many people, but you can never steal, take, or force love from anybody. And that's the way God created us. He created us with that free will to be able to choose to love him. We choose to. To love him. And I think it's when we fail in this area of love, this baseline, and we start drifting to the left, into the right, that we become presumptuous. And we start making decisions based on what we think the left would do or based on what the right would do and not based on what Christ would do. And not only on what Christ would do, but the timing of when he will do that. We read in Deuteronomy 143, So I speak unto you. And you would not hear, but rebelled against the commandment of the Lord and went presumptuously up into the hill. So they didn't do what God wanted them to do when he wanted them to do it. And that's the difference, my friends. Sometimes we think that we know it all. We think that we see it all when we really don't. And there's this veil of presumption that's uh, covering our eyes, preventing us from seeing Christ, the same religious veil That blinds the Jews even today. And they're blinders that are intended for power and manipulation and control. And they're veils that despise the freedom in Christ that I preach to you today. And even in so-called churches that have denominational talking points that become pig pens of organized religion. That man who has any common sense knows that something is not right. And that's the reason why we see the comments. That we do in these news feeds. Yet we read in 2nd Corinthians 3:16 through 17 nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. And I'll say that again: when you turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. In other words, there's freedom. You're not going to find freedom in the sorcerer's seed, in the adulterer's seed, in the Horus seed and the abortion seed. You only find slaves, uh, 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 chains of slavery within those seeds. Isaiah 57, 3 through 5. But draw near here, there, you sons of the sorcerers, the seed of the adulterer and the whore, against whom do you sport yourselves? Against whom you make you a wide mouth and draw out the tongue? Are you not children of transgression, a seed of falsehood, inflaming yourselves with idols under every green tree, slaying the children in the valleys under the cliffs of the rocks? So here we see that there is nothing new underneath the sun. They've been killing children for a long time, for sport, for recreation. And then they defend it vehemently with their tongues as they they lash out at the mouth. And I've just seen a... uh, A protest not too long ago outside of maybe it was the Supreme Court or there was a group of women that were gathered together and they were just spewing with their tongues, F you, F you, and their middle fingers. And it was just, I mean, it was just extremely vile. It, It had no indication of peace in their lives. And this is what the seed of the sorcerer and the seed of the whore and abortion leads to. It does not lead to peace. And I'll tell you this, my friends, you think that you've hidden something in the past. There's nothing hidden from the Lord. And it's why we ought to be fully transparent with him at all times. I think Big John was transparent today in saying that we all have our struggles and we do. It's a daily fight and it's a daily battle. We need to encourage one another, not think that our, our doo-doo doesn't stink and that we're better than one another. No, saying mm-hmm. I'm not better than you. <laughs> And I,
1: it, but it's recognizing that it's recognizing that you're not better than anybody else.
0: No, we humble and, ourselves,
1: and, and yeah, and being humble about it, and not, uh, you know, puffing yourself up like, oh, I'm I'm a Christian now, and I'm I'm this, and and I can't fellowship with you now because you're you do this and you do that. Where did you find Jesus? In the Bible, was did Jesus sitting with the Pharisees?
0: They yeah, were the puffed sinners. up. And he was a no, speaker. he was
1: down yeah. there. He was down there sitting at the table eating and drinking with the sinners. And, and, and he even told them, they to think, hey, hey, I'm one of you. Like,
0: like no. Uh, and no, I think I, f- I found that transparency is probably one of the biggest things that I respect and I find that people respect. When I exercise it as well, just being transparent with people and saying, "Listen, uh, this is who I am. I, I've made mistakes in the past. I, this is what I've learned from that mistake. I and I and I do and I do try to share that with an attitude of love for another person. to hey, if I can show you this way and the, how I overcame this sin or this or this mistake in my life, uh, more power to you um, in Christ, and maybe you can you know do someone else the favor and blessing." by passing that on to them. But I really the true key to all of this is not drifting to the left, not drifting to the right, always looking up, keeping ourselves humble. And I'm going to close with two verses in Isaiah 57. We're going to close this episode left and right, number 155. If you missed the entirety of this episode, you can catch it on gospel.com, and I'll get that uploaded to the podcast. But the Isaiah 57, 15 says, For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Those who are willing to say, Lord, what a wretch that I am, like Paul said, what a sinner i am the chief of sinners and to understand that the closer you get to god the more small and little you feel in his sight and then to be able to articulate that humbleness before others so that they too will not look to you or another man but they will look up uh, to the lord and in verse 21 isaiah 57:21 there is no peace Sayeth my God to the wicked. None. Zero peace. Sayeth my God to the wicked. So my friend, if you do not have peace in your life, maybe you're looking to the left. Maybe you're looking to the right. And I guarantee it has everything to do with you. When we don't have peace in our life is when we're not looking up. Amen. Christ first, my friends. Christ first. Christ first. first. I pray that this episode of Gospel was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can. And support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.